right so this is the agenda for today's session it is introduction to incident and incident management right in the incident management what it means is that how you're going to manage the incident and then there in that particular thing and very most important thing is incidents life cycle we have in place that's i'm going to explain you thoroughly then we have identification information security incident then the application of cyber kill chain framework okay so what is actually a cyber kill chain all this kind of thing we will be discussing as well and right multiple things we have other things as well okay so we will be discussing all those things so today's session is particularly the day four is in a nutshell if i say it's all about incident right okay that is the thing so what is an incident what importance does it hold and what are the different teams we have in place all those things we will be discussing in the today's session for sure fine okay let's get started and if any query any doubt let me know okay okay so the first topic we have in place is introduction to incident and incident management the first question arises is what is an incident before jumping into something which is a, what is an incident i would like i would ask the question what is an event we have in place right so what is an event event means like kind of a work you are performing okay let's say for example early in the morning you opened your particular laptop in place and that you're opening it right you just click on the power button it's booting up right within a few minutes based upon the operating system you're using on multiple of the factors it's going to take a time so let's say within few seconds it opens up right so that is considered an event in short it's a task that you are performing okay when that particular task goes wrong it goes right which you have not expected let's say for example when you are booting up your system or when you are performing something and suddenly your particular operating system fails collapse that is called an incident when there is deviation from a normal behavior that is an incident okay fine that is what happens in an incident so a cyber attack is an incident right so any kind of an attack any kind of a problem arises inside an organization that is called an incident and there are mechanism inside the organization how to handle these kind of an incident in place how to resolve them how to contain them how to protect how to make sure that they do not escalate further all these things we have in place so that's the thing we have in place okay fine okay so now we have incident right any kind of a cyber attack fire short circuit that all consider as an incident now let's come back we have inside an organization to manage the incidents we have this thing which is called incident response life cycle if there is an incident remember incident would not be considered a cyber attack it could be anything a fire or anything any kind of an incident right that is there so we have a response life cycle for that in place and this is in front of you you are seeing is the incident response life cycle in place fine fine the first is preparation 
then second step is identification then containment eradication recovery and then the post incident activity so one by one we will be going to each and every level and i will be trying to make this particular topic easy for you because this is very important the first steps comes the preparation part let's say for example there is an organization right and my job in that particular organization is that to make sure i protect that organization from a ransomware attack specifically i would say from a ransomware attack fine that's the thing now the thing here is this in this particular scenario when it comes to the incident response life cycle the first step is the preparation the first step is what it is preparation you're preparing yourself like okay so how can i pre prepare my organization for a ransomware attack so guys can you suggest me what kind of things that i can do to mend my organization or create a policy or create an architecture that i protect my organization from a ransomware attack okay security programming in line with business absolutely so many multiple things we can set it up inside an organization fine to protect my organization from a ransomware so that all those things that you're saying right now encryption right setting up a firewall setting up an idns ips all these things right training as well would be considered under the preparation part where i will be training my all of my employees or all of my juniors whether irrespective of their department where they are working let's say for example there is a particular person and that particular person is in sales department he has nothing to what hey he has no job in learning about incident and all this kind of thing in place fine yeah correct okay so that's the thing so but still i'm going to prepare him that's what the strategy is let's say for example when i visit an organization i make sure that all the people in the organization irrespective of the department and irrespective of the role they are performing if a particular person even if the per person is your security guard or in your bodyguard definitely for sure it's you should train him for an incident you should make him aware about what are the consequences that we as an organization can face if one single employee does a silly mistake right that's why even the smallest person even an intern or even a kind of your you know that uh, gatekeeper he should also be trained a very general approach i'm not saying that do uh, provide him six months of a uh, uh, advanced training into something do not do that but a simplified common general training should be there for these kind of stuff in place that so do not click on a link what's a ransomware it's a what's a virus and all these kind of things and make it simple for them right so that all comes under the what preparation part i'm preparing my organization from a kind of a problem in place that can arrive in the future fine okay that's great so the first job is done right i have performed i have trained my employees i have set up the firewalls and all these kind of things in place now this is done fine okay but now the second step arrive is called the identification okay so what is the identification in identification you will analyze that this is the ransomware which is sitting inside a firewall fine okay so why we need an identification because all the measures that you have taken like in the preparation what are the measures we take we like you know we teach 
our employees okay we train them okay we set up firewalls we set up ids ips right ids okay all these things all these security controls are there they all failed fine they all failed to protect the organization from a ransomware attack okay that is still a possibility because remember in the field of cyber security nothing no system no architecture is foolproof there is always going to be loopholes right remember that thing so no matter how many millions of dollar you spend on an architecture there are always going to be loopholes and the hackers particularly the black hat hackers are always looking for those loopholes those vulnerabilities so vulnerabilities are always there so let's say for example even if i have done all of my homework i have trained all my employees i have done everything in the book right i have uh, set up a good uh, antivirus i have make sure that no particular person of the organization do not click on a suspicious link all this kind of thing right? but still somehow the attackers able to insert a ransomware in my organization they, are, they can be multiple methods okay so now the, all the controls has failed which i have set up in the preparation part perfect okay right so now the hack the ransomware has entered okay so i need something which is called another thing which is called the monitoring tools and those comes under the identification so in the second step it is it arrives when the breach has taken place all those things that you have set up all those checkpoints right that the training uh, setting above antivirus anti-malware solution endpoint security everything you have set it up all failed to prevent your organization from attack of a ransomware they all failed now there is a breach and how do and okay so there is a virus or ransomware has entered my organization so i need tools for an alert right i need to know that there is someone some unauthorized person or unauthorized unauthorized software in place which has entered my organization right for that i need something which is called by the name of monitoring tool and monitoring tools comes under identification identification we identify which is the malicious file which is the corrupted which is the bad actor okay we identify him out fine that's one of the things okay because as i told you there are multiple organizations across the globe okay and what those organization has gone through is that hackers were sitting on their network for a longer duration of time for a moment of six seven or even a year i think that you guys remember a term that i already explained in the previous session something which is called by the name of apt correct right advanced persistent threat as the name by itself tells it uses advanced tools it is persistence it means it's going to stay for a longer duration of time and it is a threat because at the end of the day it is going to compromise your confidentiality integrity and availability fine that's what we have in place okay perfect absolutely very good kudos to everyone fine correct so there is an apt sitting in my organization i do not want that case boss the moment a breach happened and attackers entered my organization at exact same time within a, a delay of milli nanoseconds or milliseconds i should get an alert that the, all the all the defenses has failed and now the attackers is inside the network i should know or the complete sock team should know 
within few seconds or within few milliseconds right and the moment we get that alert that there is someone who has bypassed all this firewall ids ips and now he's inside it we should with our complete arsenal in um, organization should completely march toward it and get rid of it as soon as possible before it causes damage to the resources of the organization okay so in identification okay so remember what's the role of the identification to identify that something is going wrong if let's say for example if there is no identification in my organization so what are the consequences that i can face the moment my firewall ids ips endpoint security antivirus all failed and the virus has just entered my organization the attacker would be sitting in my system okay and i will not be even aware about it because he's sitting there right he bypassed all the security measures in place and now he's just sitting there fine that's a problem we have in place. So for that, that someone has entered my compromise my system and now he's sitting in my, you know, uh, system, I should be aware about it. Fine. That's the thing. So that all comes under the identification file. Okay. Correct. Now after identification, so we have identified that there is a file with the name of X1 z okay this is a file we have in place and this file contains some kind of a ransomware in place now my job is that i have identified now i am going to contain it okay now what i'm going to do is that i am going to make sure that i contain this file because what is going to happen is that if i do not fully control it or contain it it is going to escalate further okay and then that leads to all other systems getting compromised if i just give you an example of it let me just draw it out let's say for example this is one system we have in place okay in your organization you will be having plenty of it yeah this is the third pc just in a hypothetical scenario in your respective organization you have three pcs in place fine okay in your organization you can have plenty thousands of it to make it much more simple i'm just putting three pcs perfect so let's say for example now this system get infected with a ransomware okay so now all the data present inside it is gone it's encrypted fine now the thing is that i too okay so damage is done okay now my one system has been compromised and all the data files and uh, files photos all the messages all the things of the organization as well as the of personal information is being is encrypted right it is compromised so damage is done right so now when containment i want is that i do not want this virus to spread to other pcs one pc is already gone the the infection is i would say one pc i do not want it to escalate further i do not want it to go from one to two or three or even hundred okay i do not want it correct with isolating the systems right correct so we have multiple ways for it yeah okay so we contain it okay multiple people have multiple uh, name for it some say isolation some say quality whatever you want but you're containing it the particular word we have in place in this incident drive second response is containing it okay that it makes contain with it okay correct fine and multiple things how we can uh, contain this particular virus i will be completely detaching so let's say for example this is a pc which has been infected by a virus okay 
and now what I'm going to be going, I will be completely detaching it from the rest of the PCs from my from the network from internal or external network. Okay, so virus is kind of trapped inside it. It cannot go by itself without any kind of an interaction with this PC. It cannot just cannot jump out of this system in place. Okay, it needs some medium, some mode to transmute from one from his this system to another system in place. Okay, so I will do it in isolation. Okay, that's called the containment. Fine. Okay, then comes something which is called the eradication. Okay, so we have contained it out now we as i told you that this is the pc that i have in place and this pc is infected okay and i have kept this particular pc in isolation but remember this thing if this is a server in particularly i would say what i have seen is that basic system particularly right it at least take 10 lakh indian rupees okay a basic server in place and if that is the case, your system, your 10 lakh uh, rupees, okay, of your particular, you know, uh, server is compromised. It's a big thing, boss. And you're not going to keep this particular system with uh, infected files for a longer duration of time. It will be completely a liability for you, okay? So what now you're going to, you are going to do the eradication. This system which holds the virus, you are going to make sure to get rid of this particular virus as soon as possible and you can use multiple tools for that okay after using multiple tools you can install a antivirus right in, and you will be running an antivirus full scan hardly it will take depending on the data as well i would say but it will take at least two or three or four hours right it will do a deep scan find out all the viruses and then what's going to happen is that it is going to get rid of it Okay, it's, if you have done this, you know, any kind of an uh, antivirus scan, right? At the end, you will see that if they the antivirus finds out something, it gives you multiple options, right? At the end of it, the summary that what to do with these files which are uh, flagged as a red flag, right? Which are looking like a malicious one. You want to quarantine them, you want to delete them, you want to keep them, whatever you want to do it. Okay, that's kind of things. So that's what we have in place so in eradication we get rid of it we have multiple tools for that antivirus anti-malware solution is just one of them category okay that is called the eradication or what you can also do is that you can do complete system uh, format you completely wipe out every piece of a data in your hard disk you just take out the hard disk and using certain software you just completely with a deep clean you completely wipe out every piece of a data from that particular hard disk okay that is also possible but in that particular scenario what is the problem is that your own files will also get deleted right so that would be also the thing if you should be better have a backup of that okay so that's called the eradication getting rid of it fine perfect now comes the recovery part okay so now you what you have did is that you have kind of you know completely wiped out formatted this particular hard disk in place now it's empty now what you're going to do is that you're going to again up you know kind of download and put files and folders inside it right so that this systems can be used again that comes under the recovery the machine which was infected you have removed its element its viruses and now you are making sure that it is in a healthy states is now being utilized and now it's part of the organization okay 
that's the thing so like in the containment you detach a particular machine in a recovery you attach it back to the system and bit but but make sure that it is now in a healthy states it has not been infected with it okay that's the thing and now it comes the post incident activity in the post incident activity we kind of you know what we do we kind of find out and study what lead to this particular attack what was the reason behind it okay yeah correct so uh, ranga as you're saying that returning to the normal state post an attack so that comes under the recovery part in the post incident activity boss what we do is that we kind of analyze a scenario okay that what leads to this particular attack what was the reason behind it what lesson i can learn from this particular attack okay so what you did and you do a kind of an analysis you do did auditing okay all comes under the post incident activity you're finding out the reason that see i have spent millions of dollars i have said i have set up a good firewall two three five layer of firewall i have trained my employees all sales marketing all are aware about it everything i have done in the book best practices i have used but still my organization two three systems were compromised by ransomware why what's the reason behind it boss so you do analysis you you bring out the forensic team they find out what's the source of it what's the reason and then you came to know that there is a one single guy and he was downloading a movie which he thinks that you know I, I, he wants to watch from a torrent website and that leads to that particular installation of a ransomware from that okay that is most of the time a case it's most of the time an employee looking for some kind of a movies or going to these websites it is a dangerous right particularly going to a torrent website or downloading any kind of a stuff from there okay so it could be a very dangerous situation for the complete whole organization and it can cost them millions of dollars okay in business and then they have to bounce back as well okay so that could be a possibility so they you came up with an idea that okay that there was an employee what he did is that he did a mistake he did not follow the guidelines he clicked on a suspicious link he downloaded a movie and that particular movie led to this particular problem in place so then what you're going to do you are going to make sure that you learn from it and put it in the preparation part then you make a policy in your organization that no one would ever go to the torrent website or any kind of website and do not download anything you kind of create network architecture as well it prevents the organization or i would say you will kind of configure your firewall the moment that your particular employees uh, you know that your uh, traffic from inside of your organizations goes to the torrent website it is blocked by the firewall firewall is two way right it kind of analyzes the incoming traffic as well as the outgoing traffic the traffic that is going from your system to the outer world that is also managed by the firewalls you can set up rules for that as well so you set up the rules for the firewalls okay you make up a policy you again train your employees that don't click on a link that's the thing that comes under the post incident activity as you can see that in this particular picture in place it's a life cycle right it go back again to the preparation because the lesson that you have learned here you are setting up in the preparation and again it's again it's been repeated okay that's the thing it means that in the post incident activity you learn from their mistakes right lesson learns what's the reason behind and all kind of things and that in the preparation state again you manage that thing 
that you implement those things and again then there is an identification if there is a breach then there's containment eradication recovery and again lesson learned and again coming back to the preparation part so this particular cycle goes and on and on and on okay right and remember the post incident activity is a very crucial thing you learned really a lot of things that what you have done what kind of mistakes you have done in implementing or what kind of problems uh, you have you know what kind of issues are present in your network still okay that's the thing and if you learned find out the root cause of it resolve it automatically your the possibility that your system is facing a cyber attack the possibility drastically gets low very low fine that is the thing we have in place okay so this is what's an incident response life cycle we are responding to an incident we are just not sitting there and looking at the pc that okay you know what my system is compromised we are not doing that right we are absolutely responding to that incident in place as well fine okay fine okay that's what we have in place what is called that is called incident response life cycle now let's talk about cyber incident response so inside an organization guys we have multiple teams okay like as i told you in the SOC team we have in place yesterday in the SOC team this incident also comes under the SOC team right so below the SOC team we have the forensic then we have the risk right then we have this incident fine and then we have disaster management okay multiple teams we have under the SOC team in place fine so this incident type you also did so what the cyber incident response team is what this particular team is we right let's talk about them these are the this is the theme the cyber incident response team this response team is the team inside an organization who is going to handle the incident if there's a virus attack they are going to contain it right okay get rid of it that comes under the incident response team so what is that dream this is the first responder okay first responder when an attack happened they are the first who was going to interact who is going to get rid of that particular virus in place fine okay so the first thing we have in place which is called by the name of CIRT CIRT it stands for cyber incident response team okay CIRT cyber incident response team fine okay so what this is it refers to a team within an organization and it's responsible for managing and responding to cyber attack okay so it's what it does it, uh, it it's what it manages and respond to the cyber attack and the focus of the cert is typically on incidents that affect the organization internal system internal system and i would say the network as well so csirt right yeah sorry crt crt and what this particular crt does is that it focuses upon your organization internal systems and network so it means that it is confined to only inside your organization okay 
right that's called the CIRT if you want to protect your organization from any kind of uh, attack all this kind of thing the incident response you want to build you have to go for CIRT it will only protect your organization internal systems and your network that's it remember the catch phrases internal systems and network that is this particular CIRT protects okay now we have another kind of a team in place this one which is called the CERT right and before the CERT we have also something which is called by the name of CSIRT okay before uh, let me explain this CSIRT first so CSIRT is what it stands for computer security incident response team and it's similar to CIRT but it is typically associated with large and more complex organizations that require high level of incident response capabilities okay so it is used in those of big organization large organization it is used this csirt and cirt it is used in small organization cirt in small and csirt in large okay and another thing is that the scope of the CSIRT is not only to protect your organization, but to protect your clients, to protect your supplier, right? To protect them as well. But CIRT only is small, it's only focused upon you. That's it. Fine. Okay. Then we have another one in place, which is called CERT. This one. C E R T and this C E R T it stands for computer emergency response team and this is typically associated with the government agency or you can say even the academic institution or industry groups that you know that they provide incident response service to a broader community okay so the cert may have i would say a, a national or an international scope right and they often involve in sharing information and best practices related to incident response and security. Okay, so this cert is particularly by the government. Fine. That's called the cert. Every government, I would say, across the world, whether it's India, whether it's New Zealand, or whether it's Australia, all of them have their own cert. You go to that to the website to the Google and type India cert, and you will be provided a page where it will be telling you about you know all these kind of uh, a cert, right? Which is established by the Indian government, and it kind of on a daily basis or on a weekly basis kind of publishes uh, different kind of advisories. They like do not use uh, or you know update your file. Um, google chrome right because the older version is having some kind of a vulnerability which leads for the attackers to hack into your system in place so that kind of alerts that kind of warning uh, are being provided by the cert india cert india right every government would be having their own cert team in place it stands for computer emergency response team in place and they are particularly used by the governments we have in place Okay, so these are the cyber incident response team we have in place. The first is CIRT, then CERT used by the government, and then CSIRT. It is exactly by like CIRT, but remember the thing is that it's big. And in this particular scenario, if let's say for example, InfoSec train is using this CSIRT, so what is going to happen is that in this particular CSIRT, right? 
infosec train would not be only protecting uh, that incident team would not be only protecting the applications the softwares the systems of the organization but at the same time they will be also protecting the systems applications and all this kind of stuff in place of our client as well and our suppliers fine that's kind of thing we have in place. so it's not the scope of his protection is not limited to a single organization it is broader than that it goes beyond the organization and what it uh, multiple companies organization comes come under it csirt fine that's what we have in place okay now let's talk about something in place so now let's talk about something which is called incident response plan right if there is an incident so how are you going to respond to that that's what we have in place incident response plan in place okay so inside uh, you know identifying information security incident is a crucial aspect in today's world and security incident can be encompass a wide range of event from relatively minor issue to major breaches in place fine Okay, wait a minute, right? So in incident response plan, you have these plans in place, right? First of all, as I told you, you do the preparation, you analyze, and like in the preparation part also, what we will do is that in the response plan, response plan means when an attack happens, how are you going to resolve it out, right? It's a component of the life cycle, fine. Okay, it's very important. That's why I've kept a separate segment for this as well. Okay, so it's part of this life cycle only. So in the response plan, what you do is that you do the preparation. It's the first step we have in place because it's a very crucial boss. It's very, very crucial. If you fail at this level, definitely all of your particular architecture would be completely shattered, right? And they, the hacker is going to eat you up. So what we do, we do the preparation and the preparation part is not just setting up out the firewalls. It's not just about uh, setting up, you know, just uh, trailing your teams, right? or outlining things that what things could be allowed inside an organization and what should could not be right recovery setting up a backup drill right you're uh, kind of performing a drills right like we have the fire drill okay that if in the emergency case there is a fire inside your organization there is a short circuit or any kind of an issue or if there's an earthquake in place how are you going to respond to it right we have a drill for that okay so the moment the more you drill you have right you teach you teach children that you know boss there is something called by the name of tectonic plates okay and how they work and what is a ring of fire fine and if we are in country like in i right i'm in india so we have something which is called the ring of uh, like in the geography we have something which is called the ring of fire and in india many of the states are sitting in the ring of fire it is the area where there which are much prone to earthquakes fine so that's i'm teaching them then what we do we perform the drills on a monthly basis or every uh, annually every two times we can perform that as well so that's a drill and then another thing is that communication is also very important now you will be saying that amit you know what system get hacked you have a steams in place why you need a communication for that i'm let me explain that let's say for example in your perspective organization you are part of an incident team the systems get hacked right there is a system you have in place in the organization i will definitely for sure if you're working in a large organization fine 
definitely for sure you will be having at least 200 or more than that computers in place and let's say for example one systems gets compromised out of remember 200 computers 200 is a minimum saying i have seen more than that thousands of systems you have will have in place and servers in place so how will you identify that you get to know that okay that there is a virus in this particular system in place it looks suspicious it is uh, utilizing a lot of resources even if you are not performing any kind of a specific task into it so you do an analysis and you get to know that there is some kind of a virus that is infecting the system in place so how do you communicate it with the rest of your team let's say for example you fail to communicate you you, you are aware about it Right, your teammate, as you are an incident guy, you are aware about it. But let's say, for example, any of your particular colleague starts sending to this particular PC some important file, he's not aware about it because you failed to communicate. Even if you are an employee of the organization with good intent in place, but still you failed to protect your organization. And your particular friend or your employee or your junior or an intern accidentally uploads a file or a folder very sensitive information about your organization about your customer to this particular platform which is infected even if you're aware about it you failed to set up the policies you failed up to set up you know to communicate with your particular manager you failed up to communicate with your team that okay this is a problem how should we uh, make sure that it does not escalate further we should de-escalate it how should i quarantine it should i cut it from the internet is it possible because i have seen what because most of the time when a system get you know the attackers are so smart when your particular system get compromised the moment you disconnect from the internet they have something which is called by the name of logic bomber as well attached to the malware fine so now what is going to happen is that let's say for example my virus my system is being compromised by the hackers normally people used to do what that they think that okay if i take out the you know or i disconnect or set up my uh, laptop into an airplane mode or disconnect for, from the internet right so what is going to happen is that then i will be able to trace down what the particular virus was and what uh, you know who sent it i can analyze it but the hackers are very smart guys guys so what i have seen in one of the organization that the hacker what he did is that he was sitting over the organization and when the organization people came to know about it right they did the same practice they tried to contain it quarantine it but the moment the virus get this idea the virus get the idea that the system is now offline it is disconnected from the internet it cuts within few seconds right it completely deleted all the files from the systems automatically it was pre-programmed the moment the virus is is which, whichever computer it is the moment the system sees that it is now offline it cannot connect to its own server the hacker the command and control it automatically within five to ten seconds would delete all the files which are present in that system in place and automatically get disturbed as well now your hard disk is fail your data is lost you have nothing to do you cannot analyze anything you can never find out what that particular malware was what was his behavior where it came from nothing so i remember hackers are so smart as well okay so remember that's what the thing because this is all about defensive part we have to catch those hackers we have to defend our systems as well fine so that's the thing so in that's why in incident response team we have the preparation and remember this in the preparation part we study others hack as well right like, let's say for example if there is 
uh, some data breach happens right there is a, any kind of an attack happen there is a breach happens recently sony was hacked as well fine um and multiple these password managers has you know just kind of arrived within two three years and they are kind of promising they are doing big big promises that we will storing your data and all you know your password users right it will be very easy for you to manage your password and blah 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 but they fail to do it every day there is a leak there is a breach there's breach of data from whatsapp and this 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 right so we learn that as well that what leads to that date breach of whatsapp what was the reason behind it so that i will make sure that i do not do that same mistake that is the case study we learn about and then we have something which is called we learn about the behavior of the attackers sometimes what happens is that attackers across the platform they behaves exactly the same let's say for example another one uh, there is a group of hackers okay with the name of guardian of peace which is sponsored by the north korean government they the pattern they use right to attack the target is exactly most of the time the same the same tool the same methodology the same tactics right this is also you have to learn as well right threat intelligence we have in place which called threat intelligence feed right that intelligence about the threat that about the behavior of the attackers about the you know uh, behavior of the hackers in place you have to learn as well that also comes under the preparation and it's a very intensive job then you have to do malware analysis as well multiple different kinds of malwares are there multiple different kinds of ransomware are there you have to study their behavior then let's say for example there is a new ransomware in the market your job is to study out its behavior find out loophole in that ransomware and you and let's say for example somehow your organization gets compromised due to that ransomware there should be a key that you will able to decrypt it okay that let's say for example there was a very famous ransomware i would say wannacry ransomware right so when it was i think it was 2017 that when the wanna uh, wannacry ransomware was you know it was launched and it was completely a disruption uh across the world correct it was very famous across this globe many systems were compromised Okay, one of the ransomware was kind of attacking a wonder. There was, was some sort of a vulnerability in the Windows system in place. Fine, and the WannaCry ransomware exploited that vulnerabilities in the Windows system in place. Okay, so that's the thing. So what if let's say for example, so there was a vulnerability in the particular Windows system in place, and what they did is that. Due to that particular vulnerability, the systems was compromised. And again, as I told you, the nature of the ransomware is that it encrypts, right? Irregard of who you are, the system is going to be encrypted, right? And then you have to pay for it. Okay, perfect. So now if you go to the internet and today's world, today's 2023, and you go to the internet and find out the decryption key for the WannaCry ransomware, you can easily get that. If let's say, for example, Today, anyone's gets com system gets compromised with the same exact WannaCry ransomware. You can go over the internet, take a decryption key, install it, right, using some tools, and your system would be decrypted. Simple as that. That is why, because someone did a very hard work in analyzing, decrypting, studying its behavior, and finding out the key for it. Okay that all comes under the preparation part if there is a virus you ransomware real re, uh, like newly launched today only and you captured it you start learning about it this behavior and all this kind of thing and somehow you're able to create a key for it decryption key tomorrow 
that why your any of your employee systems gets compromised because you have already have a key for that right because you have done a lot very hard work in the preparation part you can easily decrypt it you does not need to pay a single penny for that right and it would be again think about how amazing it would be that this organization was compromised by ransomware and within no time they by themselves decrypted it it would be a very you know very very um, very good advertisement for your organization right that how good it how successful this organization is so these are the things we have in place fine preparation right team work organizing the team you know like organizing seminars making aware about them right nowadays let's say for example why i'm saying teamwork preparation is also so important because nowadays i see that because i mostly have an expertise in the cloud platform okay particularly in the aws the platform that i mostly love is aws provided by the amazon so many today's world hospitals banks everyone is just going to the cloud platform because they think it's cheap it's cheap right the reality it is cheap right uh, as comparison to the on premises one but the cloud has its own negative it has its own issues as well so whenever you're switching from an on premises to the cloud part there are the things that your organization should be aware about i've seen that people switch from or most of the architecture 40 50% of the architecture they have shifted from cloud sorry on premises to the cloud part but they are even not aware about what are the risks for that okay so that's also you should be aware about it you should be yourself aware about as well as you should aware your team as well that what can go wrong okay let's say for example nowadays i see many people using google drive right it's definitely at the end of the day it's a cloud cloud means someone else's pc you're storing a file in a folder in someone else's pc right now like google uh, have like 15 gb you can store there fine free of course in per, per account but you do not think from our security point of view that there is no encryption it means that there's a possibility that your data can be leaked from the google drive the google by itself has been report cases not exactly but there has been some cases where google has been there is allegations that google reads the data which is stored uh, which is stored by its client in the google drive right that's a, some serious stuff in place so that's our allegations are there for the google as well so because there is no encryption mechanism i anyone can read it even the google employee can by itself read it as well right so that's a thing we have in place right so you should be aware about the problems about the issues so that you can resolve it out then outline what things are allowed and what things are not key management system in this particular kms what you do you have a file in place and you can with your own key or whether the key provided by the aws you can encrypt the particular data and it is like no one even the aws would not be able to see what this particular file was all about it will be it stored in an encrypted format it's a very fantastic thing okay but definitely for sure you have to pay a price for price for that that's the thing we have in place like the google drive it's free 15 gb right so that's the thing but in the aws part you have to pay a little bit of price for that but remember the security is best that's what i would say okay then you have the recovery part if, if everything goes wrong you have at the end of the recovery you have a backup in place fine we have multiple things for that we have uh, radius and plenty of things you can have a backup you can use the cloud for the backup and plenty of things you can go for that then you have the drill for the practice and then you have the communication effective communication should be there as well fine that's the thing in one of the organization that i've seen that a case study that i have read that this is a system it was compromised right from uh, this and now that particular person get to know that this system has been compromised let's say for example this is system a right and he wants to t tell his team that this system is compromised 
and this is his team right here select let's say for example this is his this is his manager so from this particular system he is sending an email to his manager that boss this system is compromised that's absolutely a stupidity boss do, do not you think that the particular person who is having an actual access of this particular system in place he will get to know that okay now someone has find out that i am sitting there and now he's sending a message to his boss that is still a possibility and the moment he get that that you are sending a message from this particular pc in place he will automatically wipe out all of the data from this particular web and it will be considered useless fine so that's why when you get that use some other communication mode for that okay that's it. these are very small things but very crucial now let's talk about identification identifying information security incident so we have incidents in place right the security incident in place now we have to identify them that we have something which is called the monitoring part right as i told you this is very crucial we have to identify okay then if we identify something then only we can able to mitigate it out fine so we should have a plan for it how how to get this thing under control if there is an incident happened you should have an incident plan for it right that if a hack happens if there is a ransomware attack happens to this particular pc in place who i'm going to contact i'm going to contact amit he's the manager of it and he with this absolutely experience and his team within few minutes he is going to get rid of this particular virus or even contain it out right so that it does not escalate further okay then we should have a monitoring and logging tools as well as i told you monitoring and logging tools have you guys uh, remember that so i told you about solar wind solar wind was a is, a is currently an organization as well it's still uh, working so uh, solar wind what the problem was that in solar wind uh, like uh, federal government and the microsoft for the big client of it and the hacker was sitting over the system for a longer duration of time boss okay and to resolve that kind of an issue in place the hacker was sitting there because they their monitoring and logging system absolutely failed okay that was a thing in place so you should have a monitoring and logging for it as well fine then you have something you have machine learning ml machine learning and artificial intelligence ai to analyze the behavior of the files and the folders present inside your system in place okay then you should have network and endpoint protection as well you should have phishing and social engineering awareness fine vulnerability scanning penetration testing uh, threat intelligence right okay behavior analysis all comes under identifying information security incidents all these you using all these things you will able to identify any kind of an incident that is taken place or has already taken place in your respective organization in place something is called sandbox or sandboxing right if let's say for example if you want to study a particular virus in place right or a, a contain anything right yeah correct with isolated environment sandboxing so let's say for example there are multiple tools we have in place like the cuckoo is there sandbox for the boxing or you can use the more different kind of vm for that as well okay so let's say for example you have this particular isolated environment fine now what really happens is that inside it you have this windows 
10 inside it right it's an isolated environment windows 10 you have in place and now you completely open up a file which you think would be suspicious you open it at here and let's say for example this is a malicious file okay and now the fire is the, the moment you open it up it starts spreading it up but remember it is in a sandbox it is in an isolated environment so even if it everything is getting infected it will not be able to breach out it will not be affecting any of your files or a folder that's the benefit we have of this particular things in place fine sandboxing so then i can analyze it i can study it and still at the time i'm providing it connection through the internet okay that is a thing still provided the behavior i'm not restricting the behavior of the virus i'm studying it out okay that's what we have in place fine so sandboxing is a very good thing very very good thing from manual analysis whenever i perform that i have to do it inside the uh, sandboxing okay mostly i do it inside a vm as well vm also provided a very good isolation environment like i have vma workstation vm workstation what i do is that i open i have this particular windows 10 and in that i install vma workstation inside it i install like you know uh, windows 10 right and then I open a malicious file inside it. And if something goes wrong, it is still present inside this particular system in place. Right? All I can do is that I can install this VM or get rid of this Windows 10, install it, and we are good to go. Fine. Do not affect my normal system in place. Fine. That's what we have in place. Okay. Okay. Let's move ahead in place. This is something which is very important. Flare VM, wait, okay. I've not used this one with Flare VM. I am particularly used VMware Workstation. I mostly do my work in that particular part and VirtualBox, fine. Okay, there can, there can be plenty of them, not use everyone, but yep. After session, I would look into this particular part, okay? Thanks for that, perfect. But my particular case that what I prefer is VMware Workstation. It will, you have to pay for that, right? VMware Workstation. Uh, you have to pay for it, I would say, for this activation key. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, it's the GUI, I really look like it, right? The GUI is pretty good. Okay. And if you want uh, use to uh, you want to use a VM, right, uh, there is a free one, I would say, which is called by the name of Oracle. VM box. Sorry, virtual box. Okay. That's what we have in place. Yeah, virtual box. Yeah, wait. Yeah, it's up to you. Absolutely. Both of them are correct, right? Okay, no show that. But I consider VMA workstation to be very good, right? The GUI really looks clean and nice as compared to the virtual box provided by the Oracle. So it's up to your preference. But both of them work fine. Absolutely. No issue with that. Okay. Perfect. So let's come back to the something topic which is called Cyber Kill Chain Framework. Okay. So cyber kill chain, what is actually a cyber kill chain? So guys, remember this methodology that we have right now, the cyber kill chain, it was not created for the cyber security. It was created for the military in place. Okay. And you can say the cyber kill chain is inspired from the military. 
right that how do it is kind of uh, you know inspired from the militaries because military have what they have done is that they have made up a kind of a program that if you want to attack a target these are the five to six steps you need to follow first of all collect the information about it as much as you can let's say for example if a, a military operation is to be done right and so first thing what should you should collect as much information about it then you know find out what are the source of it yeah lockin martin has created absolutely okay and all these things we have in place so it has inspired from that it's called cyber kill chain framework and why we need to learn from it because this particular seminar is all about the defensive guys so why i'm telling you about the cyber kill chain because as a defensive people it really help us in understanding the mindset of an attacker most of the time the attacker is going to use this exact path right exact most of the time not every time but most of the time so this is kind of you know the we are learning the mindset of the attacker in place that's why it called cyber kill chain framework okay so let's understand it it's a seven step process in place okay let's understand them one by one bit by bit first is the reconnaissance right then there is weaponization then there is delivery then there is installation right then there is command and control action and objective okay so these are the seven step we have in place so i'm going to explain to you one by one okay okay perfect right first step is reconnaissance let's say for example let me take the case of ved i want to hack into the ved system in place right he's my target okay i want to hack into the system in place okay so what is the reconnaissance step i will be going through first of all what i'm going to do is that i am going to perform something which is called by the name of reconnaissance in reconnaissance or which is also called by the name of footprinting i will find out every bit of information about the way where he lives what is family background how much of education qualification he has done is he is having any sort of account at instagram or facebook or twitter right and then i'm going to follow him as much as that let's say for example i there's something which is called by the name of osint right open source intelligence we have in place so i go i'm going to collect his photos his family friends is his friend uh, like same for example hypothetically if he has lived in any sort of a hostel so where that particular hostel is i will be gathering as much information about him right as possible information about the target yeah absolutely right that's what we do in that particular reconnaissance we gather as much information that's why okay a kind of an alert here right a kind of a suggestion from my side all those individuals boys or girls right remember that thing if you have an instagram account or a facebook account or any kind of an account you have in place make it private it's not a secure and not a good idea to make your particular account public fine because you have absolutely no idea who is using your particular image in which case scenario and doing ausent to figure out where the photo was taken at which particular period and time a lot of information can be gathered from a image location right date time as well okay and then it they can be used against you okay so always keep always be aware about what you are posting over the internet over your social media right and be very cautious about it you should not at any kind of let's say for example i just uh, one day i think 2 3 months back in linkedin some of any one of my student 
posted a video it was very interesting and it's kind of giving you a gist of that particular video in place the video was like nowadays everyone is over the social media right and there was a girl uh she was also very you know this uh keep on posting you in this telegram in the facebook twitter about uh day-to-day activity she was doing so what she was to do she uh, early in the morning she was just waking up and she was like clicking a selfie and saying you know good morning again posting it up okay so the hacker is collecting okay where she is right what her mood is and then in the second step uh before leaving for the office she was clicking another selfie with her mother and in the background you can see her address the name plate right you and then the hacker was able to get the information about her mother her parents and his address then in the third picture at the evening time she was having her lunch with her colleagues fine and she was another clicking a selfie so she was then the hacker was able to gather as much information about her colleagues office right the background right using the background as well a lot of information about the location of uh, the girl is right and the fourth and the fifth uh, selfie she clicked was that where she is going at the night with her friends right that's also so that way you're exposing a lot of information about yourself so you should be absolutely aware about it okay fine that's the thing so that's because you remember see i'm a hacker in place i just do it from you know for good right not for uh exploiting someone or just you know hacking into a system unauthorized hacking into a system in place first thing what i do in whenever i go for an or any organization to perform any pen testing or anything like that first thing i will be doing is OSINT. i will be digging deep into the particular systems person his history who is the ceo cto uh, the ceo is there from may, how many years he is the ceo where he what is his career record is right i will be digging deep into it remember that thing and then i will be creating my attack based upon that analysis that i have done fine i will be study that particular person please if a particular person has a twitter account right one of my friend uh, and he on a basis regular basis he's very fond of the animations right okay and you if you have this his twitter account you see that he keep on posting about the anime right like uh demon slayer and you know naruto and plenty of plenty of them right he keep on posting and keep on following those kind of a post in place so what i can do is that i can impersonate that sir i'm calling from this this is company and we have this particular pass for you that you know there is a kind of a naruto show going to happen or a movie is going to be launched so uh you have to click into this particular link and you will be getting a three free passes and everything is free you can just come there i know he's very enthusiastic about it from his feed i can see that the moment he click into a link a virus gets installed in his system and now the system i have a control over it so remember about it right your reconnaissance your things that you put over the internet you are in some way exposing yourself so be very cautious about it okay that's the thing perfect then what i'm going to do i am going to do weaponization right so what i'm going to based upon his kind of information that i have gathered i'm going to create a weapon weapon means malware okay that comes under the weaponization part the malware based upon his activity right so i get that wade is very fond of playing game particularly video games he let's say for example hypothetically he's very fond of playing games and there is a new version of gta 5 that he wants to play 
or I would say GTA 6, right? It's again going to come into the market. He's very enthusiastic about it, right? And he keep on posting and he keep on liking those posts where there are rumors that GTA 6 is going to come and these other features that are there. So I get that idea from his social media account, right? And then I'm going to what I'm going to create up a malware. I'm going to create up an email post, which I'm going to make send him to the I'm going to make right. I'm going to make that particular malware virus anything. Okay, then as comes the delivery part the malware that I have created right I will be attaching it with the game Okay, and then I will be sending it to the Ved that boss. This is the game and the moment he will be Installing the game. There is something which is called slide loading, right? It means that when you install the game Suddenly something else also is installed in your system entry. That's called side loading. Okay, so that game this particular malware also gets installed in the wave system, right? Then I do what I do the exploitation part Now I find out the vulnerability and exploit and I insert the malware into a system and comes the installation part in installation I will install additional other five malware into a system in place in this particular first case, I'm installing only one malware and under this fifth step installation, I will install other five malware as well because the system is now in my case. Why am I installing other another five system five malware in Wade system? Because if he kicks me out, right, one malware, still five is left. Okay. Correct. Installation of a backdoor. So I can have a better grip from his system. Right. If he save his anti malware firewalls block the access of one malware, I still have four. Fine. That's what we have in place. So I can have a much better control over the system. That's why I'm installing others malware as well in the system. Right. And then there's something which is called command and control. And then I am going to control his system from using a server which command and control. Right. The command and control just means that there would be a server. I will be saying that. Uh, okay. Let's say, for example, this is a server in place, right? Server, which says uh, command control, which, and this is the hacker, right? This is me. I send to the message to the server that all the clients that are attached to you delete their complete hard disk. One of the client is Ved. Now, Ved system would be deleted. That's what the command and control. It's just a server. Fine. Okay. And then comes the seventh step action on objective so it means that whatever action or whatever my objective is i am fulfilling that i want to completely steal all the data of the way i want to encrypt his information okay or i want to kind of you know uh, steal his personal files and photos and then try to and use them to try to blackmail him okay I can like and many times I have seen that people nowadays has kind of you know because there are a lot of OTPs password they need right for many applications they need that so now what they do is that they whenever they're creating their username and password they take a snapshot of it I've seen that behavior bias myself right in my family member as well that whenever they're creating something you writing something they take a snapshot right okay I go to see a system I compromise your particular system in place there's, it is very difficult to hack into a bank system, but because you have already taken a snapshot and I can access your gallery in your gallery There is a snapshot and snapshot folder in that snapshot folder. You have taken the snapshot of your bank credentials I can use it and impersonate as you and log in into the bank account and that's it. I'm good to go boss 
I am good to go right then using your credentials I will be impersonating as Wade and I will be completely wiping out his account and to be very frank with you it's next to impossible then to catch me fine that's why the online fraud that happens the hackers are so smart or the scammers are so smart they impersonate they hide their IP address their MAC address that's become for the police as well to catch them that's make you know it's very difficult next to impossible catch those guys in place fine that's what we have in place so this is something which is called by the name of cyber kill chain framework mfa is a must in today's world okay not about the bank account i would say absolutely created right correct the bank account are using it but remember i would say even use mfa for your uh, google account as well right okay it's guys must for the mfa is there in facebook okay mfa is there in the instagram as well and multiple other services social engineering uh, like in the twitter as well right in your google account as well enable it there would be a code let's say for example i let's a, a free software you does not pay a single need to pay a single penny for that there is a thing which is called by the name of google authenticator there is a microsoft authenticator as well there is authy plenty of them I personally use a lot Google Authenticator so Google Authenticator is that all you need to do is that hardly it will take five minutes to link your particular application that Google Authenticator free of cost to connect with your respective bank uh, sorry uh, Google account right and that's it next time you want to log in inside it you enter your username you enter your password and then it will be asking for the six digit code every 30 second 30 second I think so it changes right the code so and that particular code is present in your particular phone right so definitely for sure you can imagine that the, the level of security has increased a lot if someone now truly want to hack into my system in place it is so secure that now right now i can publicly disclose with full confidence my username and a password and still you guys would not be able to access my official infosec train that uh, email id provided by my respective organization you will not be able to hack into it because it will be asking you about the mfa multi-factor authentication code six digit code which changes every 30 seconds none of you would be able to provide it because i have that installed in my account on in my phone okay and i will be looking into it and then entering it and google will be rechecking it and then i'm good to go fine that's why mfa is so important okay Yep, very very important. It really helps you and protects you from a lot of things. Somehow your account get compromised, your password get compromised. Hackers have access to the password. MFA will protect you. Multi-factor authentication. There are hardware-based multi-factor authentication as well. Something which is called by the name of Ubico keys, right? This Ubico is an organization like we have multiple like Samsung is an organization Apple these are the multiple organization we have in place Ubico is also an organization we have in place so what can happen is that it's a pen drive like device okay not exactly kind of look like looks like you attach it to the your particular system in place where the mobile phone or the particular laptop in place it comes in various size with different different features you attach to it it contains a code and then you're good to go the accounts get verified that's it so anytime anyone wants to log into facebook account instagram account google account you enter the username you enter the password and then insert the key into that particular laptop or anywhere and that's it and even if some let's say for example hacker captures that six digit code 
somehow let's say for example there is some multiple attacks are there man in the middle attack right where the hackers captures the credentials okay so the cap hackers have captures my username hacker has captured my password hacker has captured my that six digit code but the beauty is that every 30 second that M MFA code will change so even if he has the cap code right now he will after 30 second it would be gone 30 second right every 30 second it changes so it trust to be very frank do not go for the so expensive one the ubico one right till the time you have the money to spend into it otherwise it's good till the time go for google authenticator if you even use the google authenticator trust me you are pretty secure your account are pretty pretty secure right from getting hacked till the time you do not click on a malicious link that's a completely different scenario but till the time you're if you want to truly protect your account in place use two things make your password strong and use multi-factor authentication boost all google authenticator optics but remember the disadvantage of this scenario is that if i something let's say for example my uh phone is lost i'm not able to access it it is broken something happens right now i'm i'm not in a condition that i can access my phone so i cannot access my account if my phone is gone so does the app and so does the authenticator code which keeps on changing so if my phone is lost forget about the account there is no way i would be able to bypass it there's no way okay till the time you go contact to the google and there is a very less possibility that they will be somehow able to you know help you out with it that's the thing we have in place okay Okay, Regina, I have already answered that, right? The hackers has hacked the systems and have access to the Google Authenticator app. Uh, that's not possible. Okay, I would say that. Not Google Authenticator app, it's pretty secure. Fine, it's not easy for the attackers to hack into that thing. Google Authenticator. Okay. Okay, that's great, right? That's called something which is called by the name of Cyber Kill Chain. Most of the trainers, right, we use Google Authenticator. Okay. So that's very from person to person, organization to organization. If you're a respective organization, you have a policy in place that you only need to use the Microsoft one. So yeah, use the Microsoft one. That's the thing. But if it's all up to you, you I think from my particular perspective, both are pretty good. Both provide very good advanced level of security as well, right? And it's very difficult to hack into it because they are provided by two vendors, Microsoft and the Googles. They are a very big organizations by themselves, okay? And definitely for sure remember because the google authenticator and the microsoft authenticator at the end of the day they are the software right and software has the vulnerabilities and have it can easily be hacked they can that they, they can hack. i would not say that google authenticator can be hacked but at some point in time you cannot say that 100 percent hack proof okay so if you want to get rid that one percent probability as well i would say that is 99.999 percent 99% that the Google Authenticator cannot be hacked because it is great. It's very very secure But if you want to even eliminate that 0.01% possibility You right use something which is called Ubico keys. There are keys we have in place look like pen drive We have keys and they are even farther advanced and farther using good encryption mechanism as compared to the Google Authenticator and that they cannot be hacked Because it they are physical devices fine. They're not connected to the internet. That's it okay but i would say most of the time most of you people does not need to have a ubico keys it will be costing you i would say five thousand rupees 
like indian currency and it to be very uh, my for my particular case it's pretty expensive boss nowadays google and multiple other organization like the apple as well are using something which is called by the name of pass keys right oh, it's also very important thing you does not need to enter password or anything like that you have need to have a phone and you're good to go okay so that's it Now let's talk about something which is called by the name of diamond model of intrusion analysis, right? This one's also kind of a model we have in place. So let's understand what this particular model talks about, right? Diamond model of intrusion and analysis. This is also a very famous one. Okay. So what this particular framework does is that it help analysts understand the various component of cyber attack. right so this diamond model you know as you can see by yourself it consists of four component right what are those four component you can see first one is the adversary you have in place then you have what after the adversary you have the capabilities sorry yeah that comes under the capabilities this ttp it is the capabilities that are there right then you have this infrastructure and this is the victim who is going to be hacked right so this is the hacker this is his capabilities this is the infrastructure he will be using and this is the target which is going to be hacked okay that's the thing so let's understand one by one okay so in the adversary part this particular part the first component is, is refers to an individual or a group right who is other hackers and the bad hackers the malicious people in place they can be individual or you can say a lone wolf hacker right individual person or it could be a state sponsored hacker in place right so that's are the adversaries then we have this ttps this are the capabilities okay the tools in this we discuss what the tools and techniques used by the hackers to hack into the particular target in place fine and then comes the third component which is the infrastructure and in the infrastructure model what we do is that what are the infrastructure is the server being used right all these kind of things technology they are using in the infrastructure we talk about that and the victim is what victim is that individual target who is going to get going to be get compromised fine that's what we have in the diamond intrusion model yep okay fine that's great now let's talk about very important thing in the incident we have in place which is called by the name of first responder okay first responder is someone guys who's responding first as you can say that these firefighters if you just go outside of the cyber security world for a moment these are the first responders these firefighters police personnel right these are what these are what these are your first responder if you call to the fire station then you know boss there is a fire in my hotel or my room okay or in my apartment they are the first responder these are the individuals or a team within an organizations who are going to train to handle this kind of a stuff in place right they have these gears in place you can see that the in this particular scenario 
the the kind of suit they are wearing it the suit can withstand hundreds of degree of temperature and it can they have their oxygen cylinder you can see that in the back this particular gentleman is have holding this is an oxygen cylinder so for a i think 10 or 15 minutes he can survive he can stay in an environment which is completely you know uh, very 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 dangerous scenario right where a normal human will not be able to stay right okay in a, in a uh, place where there's a lot of smoke low oxygen okay that's the thing they have the fire this helmets in place if something falls they can protect it okay this suit is very far lot it get uh, handle lot of heat right okay and some of the cases i've seen that they have this some kind of a cooling system inside it as well to make their body uh, you know cool in that particular scenario right so they are the first responder same in the cyber security also we have the first responder right so they are the individual all the team mostly i have seen the team right it would be very stupid if you have one one individual i would say you have the team within an organization who are first to react when a security incident is detected their primary role is to quickly assess the situation like exactly these gentlemen right they exactly access the situation what their particular situation is contain the incident and initiate the incident response process fine okay so what are the features they perform immediate response right it exactly find out what the problem is because they are have a lot of experience how to handle those kind of a scenario fine they identify the task and quickly they handle it out if they see a ransomware they have an idea absolutely how to handle it how to contain it how to de-escalate and prevent it from escalating further what to do in the case of a ransomware because they are well equipped with the tools techniques and they have a lot of experience right they contain like these gentlemen contain the virus the first responder in the cyber security they contain the virus right and then they, what they do they preserve the evidence as well these firefighters after the fire has gone what they are going to do is that they are going to analyze what was the reason that this, there was a fire they are going to investigate it further with the police department as well that what was the reason behind it so that they can learn from the mistake and they can teach the other people as well the students the people right and they can share the information with other dif different fire department across the states right so that everyone can learn from the mistakes that's a very beautiful thing fine if someone wants to do the mistakes, everyone learns from it. That's absolutely a very, very good thing. That also happens in the world of cybersecurity. People really share their piece of an experience, their uh, threat, you know, multiple services, their experience, okay, over the internet. You just need to find them out and it will be very, very helpful for you, okay? So what they do also is that these five gentlemen, they preserve the evidence, what the evidence is, what, who was the reason of, like, what leads to the, you know, what, fire right was there any only particular person who was uh, smoking he was you know uh, in a kitchen where there was some kind of an indian we have mostly an lpg cylinder right it's very stupidity that you use a lighter or for smoking anything like that in front of an lpg cylinder because it can catch fire right you should be very cautious about it it's very good thing uh, pretty easy to you know just transport it pretty good if you handle it with you know responsibility right so if due to your particular 
bad behavior irresponsible behavior there is a fire in your house so this particular fire department in the insurance they are going to write that due to this particular person mistake his house was in fire so your insurance is sure insurance agency is not going to give you us not a single penny for your stupidity okay right but if let's say for example there was a short circuit it was not your fault it was an accident it was an incident and it was not in your control you did your best right but the fire escalated further and now your complete apartment was uh, you know was in fire right so then they will be analyzing that okay the fire started with a fast short circuit the mcb tripped right but still it does not uh, resolve the problem the fire keep on spreading so they analyze it they preserve the evidence and then they are going to write it down in their summary that this was caused by the short circuit the owner did it best right he used good equipment but uh, that you know the till the time we arrived the things have gone too far and this is this and then you take that thing go to your insurance company and they analyze it and then they pay for your your damages that have taken place so that's why preservation of the dividends in this particular scenario the fire department as well as in the, in the case of an organization is also important why in the case of an organization let's say for example in the organization if someone did a stupid thing like clicking on a link downloading a game i have, why i'm emphasizing so much because i've seen people doing this kind of a stuff I have seen by myself a student right in the college saying that how sir this virus spread from the people i have know that they you know go to the games the student website and they download the games he himself was telling me that next day he his system was compromised why because he was doing exactly the same thing people do say something do something differently so you have to train them for that okay that you have to change their behavior patterns fine that's you all to have to work upon in the organizations people are i would say most of the time people nowadays are aware about that you do not need to go to the malicious website to be very frank but they still practice that uh, they still practice of going to the malicious website for downloading games and movies okay because their behavior has not changed even if they have don't know the knowledge they have the knowledge but they, their behavior is not changed right so you have to change their behavior pattern as well fine that's also very important yeah okay so that's all comes under the pre evidence preservance right so what's the reason behind of this uh, attack how this ransomware entered the organization was there any malicious person inside the organization was leaking information to the outside world was that a case in place so the incident team, the first responders which comes under the incident team is going to analyze it preserve the evidence and then going to present in front of the ciso that this is the reason why there was a cyber attack okay and then the ciso is going to either fire that particular person or give him a warning or whatever you want to do okay and then comes the communication okay so what can happen is that communication also important in this particular case as well right so like the fire persons are communicating with each other same way in the cyber department also uh, they want to communicate with each other effectively effective communication is the key in the, even in cyber security right you lack that skill trust me organization is going to face that problem a lot of problems due to that even if no matter how good you are in your particular skills communication is a very important skills right okay perfect so that's the first responder we have in place fine 
now let's talk about different kind of incident response exercises we have in place fine tabletop exercise so anyone aware about the tabletop exercise that we have in place okay so in tabletop exercise what really happens is that people sit around a table and talk through a pretended situation or a hypothetical situation where something bad might happen like a computer problem or a security issue right so the person in charge okay uh, i mostly we call him facilitator right he tells that particular scenario story about what could go wrong like a server can be compromised by ransomware by a malware like that okay and the others are known as the responders so you can see that he is the leader in this particular case facilitator and these are the responders these all so he will be what he will be giving you a scenario a situation that the server is there the server gets compromised what you're going to do with it right how you're going to discuss it so they will discuss what they will do to handle the situation it's like gay playing a game okay that this is a situation guys tell me what are the things that you will be doing right so that comes out of the tabletop exercise that we have in place then we have another kind of an exercise in place which is called by the name of walkthrough okay yeah in this particular what happened is that the leader the particular person this person who is telling a situation right let's say for example this is a server and the server is holding some kind of very important files and folders a folder is there very important very very important okay you need to protect this particular thing right so in this particular case these people would not only talk but will show practically using tool right how they are going to protect this particular system how they are going to resolve it out right but they will be doing in a safe and a separate place not in a real company but exactly in a walkthrough they by themselves demonstrate that in tabletop they just discuss let's say for example we all are there in the meeting and then let's say for example i want to discuss that you know guys if there is a server if the ransomware attack is there what you guys are going to do right let's call the tabletop exercise walkthrough is that i show you that this is a scenario and what you are going to do so you do a hands-on thing right you open your particular account you open your particular tools you use start you you know start scanning process there is a walkthrough where i give you a situation a problem and then you do a hands-on thing on a separate and a safe place not on a real company but on a separate place but those are definitely for sure it's a more hands-on way to practice dealing with the problems like okay unlike just talking in the tabletop exercise okay perfect then we have another kind of an exercise guys as well which is called by the name of simulation okay right yeah correct it all comes under the uh, digital forensics as well boss and to be very frank with you uh tomorrow tomorrow like today's is all about incident right and yesterday was all about the risk tomorrow would be all about digital forensic to be very frank right definitely for sure because they are different component different different components of cyber security so somehow they overlap each other right that's the thing we have in place yeah correct okay so what wait i would say that this simulation and walkthrough and tabletop are part of incident right now we have to 
directly focusing upon the incident. These are not part of the digital forensic. The stimulation walkthrough and tabletop are part of incident, right? Okay. Fine. Okay. So stimulation, what we have in place is that in stimulation, like it is game we have in place. So we will be having a three teams in place. You can have even four as well. One would be the red team, then there would be blue team, then there would be a white team. Okay. So red team would be like pretending to be a bad guy. Blue team would be acting like a good guy. Uh, and you know, uh, protecting the infrastructure of the organization and white team would be like kind of a referee would be there. Okay. Right. So it is kind of a doing what you have a red team hacker could hackers work employ of your organization. Then you have a blue hacker blue person blue team which is going to protect the uh, component of the organization. And then there's a white team fine. And it's everything is happening inside the organization. There's a server, right? This team would try to hack into it. Blue team will try to protect it inside the organization. That is called simulation. But remember, it's a very expensive process, right? And it's time consuming as well. But the results are pretty good. Fine. If an organization once a year follow this particular practice where the red team and the blue team compete with each other, definitely it upskills both the team, right? And it's make your organization much more secure. Fine, but remember it's pretty costly and time consuming as well. That's what we have in place. Fine. Yep, with purple team part. Okay, that's called simulation. Okay, now let's talk about something which is called incident containment. Right. So, what is incident containment in place? So, what we in incident containment, guys, we have in place, we contain the virus in place you can see that this is the virus right and we are we need to contain it out right so we have what we have sandboxing for that as I already explained to you guys about sandboxing is what it's provide an isolated environment right and then you install that particular software inside it and then you read about it its behavior how it it's encrypting the file which kind of encryption it is using asymmetric symmetric you know, what how the behavior is all those kind of things you have in place, right? So that's called containment. So containment is a very important part of the incident, right? If you want to do, uh, like in the incident analysis, or uh, if you handle want to handle a particular virus in place or any kind of a, any kind of a malware, virus, trojan, worm, spyware, crypto malware, anything, all you need to do is that you need to contain it out. Fine. It's a very important thing. The incident containment part. Okay. Then we have something which is called endpoint security. Fine. In endpoint security, guys, what we have in place is that endpoint security, it is about protecting the endpoint, right? Like involving safeguarding these devices from security threat and vulnerabilities. What is an endpoint? Endpoint in the cybersecurity or the information IT sector, we have, uh, we say the devices or the nodes that are connected to the internet, 
okay like your computer your smartphone your tablet right server any kind of hardware that communicates with the network is called an endpoint right so endpoint are the essentially the point where data is sent or received and they can be both physical or virtual and in the endpoint security we make sure to protect these devices which are connected to the internet right to protect them from virus malware ransomware unauthorized access okay all these kind of things are and any kind of a cyber attack attack in place fine 